When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Hi. Welcome to the Combo Podcast. Good to see you. Okay, we don't really see you. We pretend to see you. Like I'm looking at you right now. See, I see you. I, I am Don McDonald. I am Don McDonald here in Florida again. Thank heaven. And then I'll be on the road again next week up in South Carolina, going to Polly's Island, the beach there with my wife and her family. And then I'll be back here in Florida. And, you know, I got to tell you, I, I prefer my studio. I'd rather be in my studio. I like it here. And over there in the Model Military Aircraft Museum, which uh, needs a little dusting. No, I just added a new model, by the way. So Another new model? Mm-hmm. Yep. Which one? You can't see it in that picture, but I, it's well, what P, is it? P, just tell P40, me. P-47. Great plane. Okay. I'll yeah. take your word for it. World yeah. War II, apparently. Yes. Mm-hmm. World War II. That's correct. It's his favorite era. Should be the World War II model military <laughs> Pretty museum. Pretty close. But, there are a few jets but, in here. So. Yeah, you got a few extras. Yeah. Um, and the U.S. didn't have any active jets. In no, World they did not. Only the they, Germans. Well, the, the British had one too, but they didn't use it as much. Really. Okay. The ME-262, the Germans had in action far more than anything the Brits had. Yes. How embarrassing for us. Yeah, they were ahead of us in a number of areas, and that was thank one. Definitely. Goodness, so, thank goodness yeah. we have that new Al Zawari missile. The Ginsu? That is <laughs> the, the wow. Ginsu, yeah. I read that about that. I thought and that's as far that, as we're gonna go with that on yeah, this family that, program. The, the last minute when you see that, you're like, well <laughs> it's like, well, slicing and dicing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there. Yeah, this is the podcast and the video cast, so you can actually see what stupid stuff we're doing. Uh, I'm Don. Tom's over there. Uh, I think we did all that. And today, today we're going to respond to a comment. We're going to devote this issue to a very important topic. Okay. A very important topic that came up through a comment on our last video cast of Talking Real Money, which was about retiring early. Um. This gentleman said, good information I will pass on to my kids. I wish you would do something like this for someone who is at retirement and wasn't able to put away a million or even close. I'm probably going to work at Home Depot to pick up some extra money that I can use later. So what we are going to talk about in this edition of the podcast is those who get to retirement and are essentially broke. What do you do? Then you're 65, you're 66, you're 67. You're going, I'm ready to retire, but I don't have any money. I don't have a pension. I didn't save very much. Tom, what do I do? Yeah. You know, and all kidding aside, I've seen this actually on a personal level. It's no fun. 
uh, to not have a regular source of decent amount of income and try to live out your life and, and face the myriad issues that come with getting older, especially your health. So this is not an easy thing. Uh, and there really is. And you said this before we started. There's no secret sauce here. There's nothing magic dust we can sprinkle anywhere to sort of fix the situation. But there's a few things to maybe think about. And the one is... And these, by the way, before Tom gets into these, these are not going to suddenly make you wealthy. You are not... Mm. You can't build wealth. And and a lot of people, they get to the end and they go, well, I'm going to have to be really aggressive and try to just grow it really fast. Maybe I'll go to Vegas. Oh, that's a terrible (laughs) idea. Well, what's wrong with mega millions? Um, Okay. But the first one is what you just... You mentioned at the top, and that is how much you're spending, how you're spending it, and how careful you are knowing what you're spending because most people, frankly, if we really got into it with people, you end up spending more than you think you are. And I also see people in retirement who are still giving their kids money when they don't have money themselves thinking that's a huge mistake. Nuts. No, do not do that. You have to tell them, sorry, you're 30 years old now and, and I'm 65 and I need the money. Uh, So looking at your budget and then figuring out what could be cut. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot of fun, but this seems like the one that is huge that oftentimes people don't want to mess with. And that is the housing expense and looking at alternatives for housing that could be cheaper than what you're in today. That's a horrible thing to say. And I hate making people think about that, but that's always a large expense, Don, and one that people could, you know, strongly consider i'll put it that way so that's yeah a lot of people don't want to move away from their kids or they've got a lot of memories in the house a lot of people may be cash poor and house rich too Mm, which may be a source of income a source of capital to create income but the other thing is is one you can still in many cases you could be in in a very popular metro area and just get two hours away and suddenly the prices, uh, the costs of homes and rentals are a lot lower, and you can cut those costs and commit a little bit of that money into traveling to see your kids or them traveling to see you. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Here's number two, and this one I think is critical. You, you've, if you have high interest rate debt, you got to figure out a way to pay it off because that is a killer. I mean, once you're in that sort of cycle of having – 12, 13, 14, 15, 18% that you're paying on this stuff. It, there is digging out is almost impossible. So you got to figure out a way to do that over a period of time. You got to clean out that debt. And, and you make, you raise a good point, by the way, Don, there are many people in the Puget Sound region who have not been savers, but they do have equity in their homes. And we'll continue. We're looking more into the reverse mortgage situation, which is a last resort, still, I get it. A, yeah, it's but, still a bit of a crazy place with yeah, a lot is. of fees. It is with a lot of fees. And so you got to know what those are and you got to know whether or not they make sense. It came up in the Seattle Times recently. I mean, here's another one. And this is, I, I hate telling people this, truly. Um, and I think it was suggested in the question sort of comment that you had. And that is, it, it, maybe you had to work part-time. You know, maybe you got to do something in a place that sometimes they offer health care too. Uh, you know, that you don't want to work those 20 hours a week doing it, but you're going to have to do it because that will allow you to do the second part of it. And that is, and this is pretty important, waiting on Social Security. If Social Security is going to be the biggest part of your retirement income, gosh, waiting until 68, 69, 70 can make a huge difference if you're going to live those next 10 years because that benefit grows at 8% a year. I am eligible 
for FRA. Now? This, well, almost. Oh. Just a couple months away. Yeah. Yeah, a couple months. Uh, The difference between me taking Social Security today and waiting until I'm 70, which is just going to be three and a half years after, is $1,000 a month. Wow. Does that include what they're going to, the 10% they're going to add next year for the inflation? No, no. That's just as, as the, on the old formula, a thousand dollars more a month. Now, wow. That's a big that deal. That percentage increase makes a big difference. Yeah. Would it make more sense? If I was in a situation where I was right on the edge, it would make, even if I don't love my job and I do love my job, but even if I was somebody who didn't love my job, I don't like my job. I don't want to do it anymore. That additional 25, that 25% increase in my pay in the future makes so much, it makes so much sense to continue to do the job I don't like. Because one thing everyone at our age can, I think, agree on is that a couple of years goes a lot faster than it did 40 <laughs> years ago. That's true. Wow. Uh I look at those pictures and think, wait, that was 2018. That's like right, right. I mean, I really? I even look back. I, I was talking to somebody about 9/11, and they they went, that was that was a <laughs> long, long time ago. And I went, it was. No, it seemed like it was like two on, weeks ago. It seems something. like just like a yeah. year ago, yeah. two okay. maybe. Yeah. All right. Don't be on the wrong side of the hellfire. Is all I can say from that. Yeah. But, so work a little longer. Yeah. Maybe work you long. have to work. But here's the big lesson for all of it behind all of this. All of those who are in their 60s and cannot afford to retire, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I get it. It's sad. However, please, for those of you under 60, let this be a lesson. Nobody is going to accept Social Security. Nobody is going to support you in retirement. Count on nobody but you doing it, which means start right now. Now, I don't care what age you are, start right now. Fund that retirement, even if it's only for $10 a month. Fund yeah. it, get in the habit of doing it. Do not wait. Waiting is bad. I I, I completely agree. So there's a couple things around that too um, that really I think people overlook. Number one is if it's coming down to funding at age 30, whatever, coming down to funding your retirement or setting money aside for your kid's college education or paying for their college education. Oh, sorry. No brainer. It got to be your retirement. They, They don't loan you money to retire. They do loan money to go to school, which I don't particularly love either, but that you got to do. That's a no brainer. Number two, if you're 50 years old, you should have a plan for retirement. You should have talked to a financial, you should talk to a professional even if you're to do it yourself or and say, here's what I got. Here's what I'm thinking. Does this make sense? Am I headed in the right direction? Because the people that wake up at 65 and realize it's not going to work, that's generally too late at that point. So at 50, every person should have a plan. Number three, Don, you struck on something so important and it's come up in this house too. Don't rely on others. You need to know. You got to know how things work. You got to know where the money is. You got to know that all those. And God bless my wife who works at this time of year, 70 hours a week or whatever it is, because it came up a couple of weeks ago. I said, this, this, this can't do it. Can't deal with it. I said, but you got to at some point because you need to know these things. You need to know how they work because I won't always be here. Now, what was her reaction? 
She I gotta started, go make pizza. No, she started crying. I, I and I think she started crying. She didn't think I. She did not think I would live this long. But maybe it was because she realized I will be gone at some point. But it, all kidding aside, she got to know how things work and be able to take care of herself. We all do. So if you've always well, and, relied on somebody else, you got to think that through. And Tom, you know, in terms of finding an advisor, people think, I don't know, I can't get an advisor. I, I don't have enough money, and everybody's yep. going to rip me off. That's why we're do. We've done this thing at our firm that we created called Vestry, now Vestry by Appella. That's why we have truly offered our services for free. No obligation, no high-pressure sales pitch to anybody who has an issue and they want a little help now, need a little help now. It's not even want, it's need. You need yep. it. We know you need it. Go to Vestry.com and set up an appointment. It's free. It's easy. Vestory, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Just set it up. Really, trust us on this one. We're uh, The number of people who've said, you know, I thought maybe I would get a high-pressure sales pitch, but guess what? I didn't. Yeah, pretty they're surprised. So, no, that's a good, good point. Are we going to do All a right. quick question here? Well, this is sort of a commentary thingy ah, with, okay. a little, with a little information right. within Please. it. Please. Yeah. Uh -um. Huh, here we are. Hi, Tom and Don. I just wanted to say a few things. Number one, oh, he numbers things like you do. <laughs> no, it's a bad habit. Don, you have my condolences regarding the death of your brother. Please take care of yourself and your family. Two, I'm glad your brother was an organ donor, and I wanted to provide some other info on organ donation. This is a huge thing, folks, which is the whole body donation at the time of death, which is what my brother did. Um, he worked, uh, signed all the paperwork. Wow. In addition to being an organ donor, I've signed up with www.sciencecare.com. This is another, this, David's was another group nonprofit. They right. pay for all expenses related to donation, including transportation. They use organs, tissue possible for donation, and then they do research on the remaining body parts and then cremate the remains. This is what they did with my brother. They can return the, cre the, the cremains to the family or dispose of them. Finally, they plant a tree one year from the date of death, which I think is marvelous. Yeah. Three, for Tom and Don, if you're interested in reading about scams, I found a Ponzi scheme blog. <laughs> I did not know there was a Ponzi scheme blog. Wait, so you can invest in one of them? So no, these no, are no, places no, you can no, go to no, invest? Yeah, oh, a, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Click please, here to send your money? No. Please okay. send money to my Ponzi scheme <laughs> at theponzibook.com. As long as I'm in no, early and I get com. the money out early before everybody else, then it works out, right? All right. I gave the wrong address. Okay. It's theponzibook.blogspot.com. Okay. He goes on I to will say, take hard a look. To, yeah, I'm going to put it up on the screen. Yeah. Okay. Hard to believe there are as many Ponzi schemes as there are in each and every month. Oh, this is, by the way, most people think this is like a Bernie Madoff thing only. <laughs> there's, mm -mm. there's hundreds of them all around you all the time. That's what he says. He says, we yeah. only hear oh, about no. the big ones oh, or yeah. famous no. people, Tons. but it's rampant. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big. Well, they just busted a crypto sh shocker there a couple of days ago yeah. for 300 crypto million. Crypto Ponzi? Hard to well, believe. Yeah, and he continues to say, uh, "Warn your listeners, please. We did. Thanks. Keep up the good work and enjoy your well-earned vacations, Don." Hey, I'm going on a vacation too here. Yeah, Tom is yeah. going on vacation too. Yeah. yeah, the whole gang heading over to. But Eastern. here's the difference: when Tom's on vacation, I'll make podcasts. <laughs> yeah, and you'll make them well. No, but I mean, in the middle of the week ones. Ah, those. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I would like to add. 
for those of you who have been following the saga of my life, um, we're uh, we're recording this uh, in uh, in early August, and over the last two days of July, I and wow, my entire family practically from all over the country gathered in New York City to have a memorial for my brother, David, who died on July 13th and donated his organs. David was a Broadway actor, off-Broadway actor too, a Disney actor, a uh, uh, Opryland actor, and all kinds of actor. He acted from practically when he got out of high school. And David was, turns out, much loved by the people on Broadway and beyond. This presentation was extraordinary. Um, it was at a, a, a chapel on the Upper West Side of New York. Beautiful place. And it was almost all musical performances. A few little speeches. I gave one. And I just want to show you, just share a little bit, just a couple of minutes. I don't want to bore you to tears. but Just a couple of minutes of this, uh, of this celebration. Um, the first clip I want to show you is my brother's children. Um, the young lady on the left is actually studying musical theater and is a phenom. I mean, she's unbelievably talented. Uh, the two of them, though, sang a song from a show that my brother opened. He was in the original cast of a Broadway show called Sideshow. When this song finished, everybody was in tears. That absolutely includes me. And I had to speak immediately after them. I, I literally laid my head down on the on the podium and said, I, this isn't fair. I, I can't do this. I managed to choke it out. I don't know if it was that good, but I choked it out. And then a couple of other numbers. Guy sang the Impossible Dream, who was David's vocal coach and a Broadway actor, was so good. Then, fifteen members of the Broadway cast and the traveling cast of Les Misérables walked up to the 
front, along with some other actors and actresses from Chicago, from Phantom of the Opera, from uh, Dr. Zhivago, others, they gathered at the front of the room with an incredible music director who was one of the music, who was the music director for Les Mis. And they did this. many powerful voices together in one room with microphones that were made merely for cheap human crappy voice, you'll notice that the sound pressure that their voices create in unison or in harmony literally blew the mic up. It just, the, 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 the disc inside, the little thing couldn't handle the pressure, the sound pressure. So it sounded really terrible, but in the room, it was extraordinary was extraordinary. So thank you for all the warm wishes, all the kind thoughts. Um, that whole video is online. If anybody wants to watch the whole thing, I can't imagine you'd want to, but it is online. It's at a, uh, a funeral home called Riverside Memorial Chapel in New York City. So I think, well, I that's think, their website. I think you just type in your brother's name and it comes yeah, up. Yeah, just type I, in his name. I watched it, the service. It will be there in perpetuity. Yeah, said. I watched the service and there were a couple of observations. First of all, I thought your composure uh, for you and your family was remarkable. And I would also say that uh, your brother is smiling with uh, knowing how well he, how much he was loved and uh, how talented all his family and friends are, frankly. It was wow, it was really something to see. So it was inspiring at many yeah. levels. So. And it was so great because I realized when I got up to the podium and I looked at his children, I thought, and I said, I ended up saying, this is David. Yeah, you said This that, is yeah. what he left. Mm -hmm. These brilliant children. 
talented children. Yeah. Seem like cool. nice people, too. They're all nice people. Yeah. We had a reception afterward at a penthouse on Fifth Avenue that was just extraordinary. And oh, it was such a it was such a mixed bag. You know, I I glorious and sad. I've said this publicly that the way you've held it together and you've been through very difficult times in the last few years, my friend, and and uh, we all love you. And you got you've seen the outpouring of all the love and support yeah, really from sweet. the Thank people you all. that that follow us here on this podcast. So I love you guys. Yeah, I do truly. Hang Thank in there, you. and they're right. Take care of yourself. And yeah, your family. yeah. So, so Saturday after after the show, after the Saturday show, I'm going to go take a vacation for a little bit. So we'll we'll be short a few episodes the next week, but then from then on. Please, please let life get back to normal. That's all I want. Tom, thanks so much. Thanks for all your kind thoughts, too, about all that occurred with David and your support. And um, um, is there anything else you want to add before we go? No, I think that, okay. I think we've said it all, as it were. Thank you all so much for being a part of our gatherings, video and audio gatherings. Spread the word. Tell your friends. The more, the merrier. We really, really want anybody, everybody to listen and watch these little programs we call Talking Real Money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?